Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrienne Delgado, and in this podcast, you will get practical nutrition and health tips for both you and your entire family. I am a registered dietitian. I'll give you step-by-step plans to reach your goals, easy tips to stay motivated, and my favorite recipes that I know you will enjoy too. Nutrition and health doesn't have to be boring or grueling. Let's enjoy the journey while we strive to reach the destination together. So grab your water bottle and notebook because it's time to get started. Thanks for joining me. Welcome to another episode of Nourish Eat Repeat. So fun fact about me is I own chickens. As you may know, we live on a farm and we live on a farm in the middle of a very suburban landscape. So our farm kind of is out of the ordinary compared to everything else around us. And when I say farm, I don't want you to think like a lot of goats and pigs and sheep and and cows and stuff like that. I want you to think more of a farmette, if you will. Uh, We do have chickens. We've had chickens over the past, oh, I don't know, 10 years, 12 years, in various stages as we lived here. We used to always get baby chicks for the little kids because they would have so much fun holding them and it made for a cute picture. Um, We used to have ducks at one point, but ducks are messy. They are sloppy and they are just dirty. So we tend not to get ducks anymore. Um, Right now we have about four chickens. And when it comes to chickens, hens specifically, hens lay about one egg per day or maybe about 26, 28 eggs per month. So it actually um, is very nice if you're looking for some sustenance. We don't eat our chickens. We just use them for eggs only. Now, we have hens only, but there was a time we had a rooster, and that rooster was nasty. That rooster would, like, peck all the hens bloody. Uh, We loved the crowing in the morning. We thought that was cool, but it wasn't worth the, you know, the cleanup of the hens when they were just so dirty and nasty from that rooster picking at them. So we got rid of our rooster and now we just have the hens and things are going so much better. But you may have heard of the phrase hen house and this is directly linked to a literal hen house where chickens, they create a pecking order. And so if one chicken is the head honcho, head dog, in charge, and that hen has free rights to do whatever she wants to any other chicken. And then there's the chicken underneath her, and she has full rights to do whatever she wants to any hen beneath her. And it's that poor hen at the bottom of the totem pole that usually gets you know, the raw end of the deal because she has nobody that she can turn on. She just has to accept her fate. Now, let me tell you, if a hen gets hurt along the way or sick or any, anything wrong with her, you better believe there is a reshuffle of the totem pole. And any hen that is sick, you've got to get her out of there quickly because the other hens will pounce on her. 
It's like they can smell weakness and they just want to be on top. And so, guys, I'm not here to talk to you about chickens for this episode. I'm here to talk to you about the behavior of women because we have our own hen house system and most likely you have seen or witnessed it in your circle of friends or even in your community. And so we need to address that because as women, we are ruthless. We can be mean. We can spot a weakness just like the hens can, and we can go for the jugular. And it is not a thing we should be proud of. Not at all. And I think some of that stems from insecurities uh, or lack of self-esteem. And so it just gets easier to tear somebody down than to realize that it's a personal issue. Um, One thing that I see women do that we absolutely need to address is how often we check other women out. It's not a great feeling to constantly be comparing yourself to other people. But we do it all the time. We walk into a room and for some people, their immediate thought is, who am I thinner than? Who am I bigger than? Who is dressed better than me? Who am I dressed better than? And the list goes on and on. It is a comparison game. But that comparison game keeps us small. It keeps us small-minded and it keeps us from fulfilling the life we were called to live. I remember a few years ago, maybe even close to a decade ago, there was a Similac commercial for Similac um, formula for babies. And it was a commercial that depicted all the different types of moms. You had the work, the working moms, the stay-at-home moms. You had the breastfeeding moms. You had the bottle-feeding moms. You had the moms that worked at the PTA. You had the moms that exercised every day at 9 a.m. You had the moms that, you know, made their own baby food from scratch. You had the moms that bought all store brand baby food. And each of these groups was fighting for their own cause. And they were trying to shame other groups into feeling bad because they didn't agree with their viewpoints. And how often does this happen? This commercial was genius. And I believe how the commercial ended was there was actually a stroller that started rolling down the hill. And all the moms stood up at once and ran over to save this baby in the stroller. And once the baby was saved, they all started to recognize that, you know what? We're not that different after all. We're all just moms trying to do our best. And then towards the end of the commercial, they were all talking to one another and they were laughing and smiling and learning about each other. And it was just such a beautiful moment because there was no more comparison. It was no more, am I better than you or is she better than me? It was just a celebration of moms. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. How do we stop that comparison game? And how do we move on to a place where we can celebrate with one another We can celebrate our victories. We can celebrate our accomplishments. We can just be genuinely happy for one another without feeling like it's a direct impact to us. And it's almost, it's a scarcity mindset. It's almost as if, if that person has success, then that means I won't have success. And that is a problem. 
I want to share with you one of my own hen house moments. And I'll be honest with you, I am not proud of this at all, but it was a learning experience. And so I want to share it with you. Um, I guess it was a, a year or two ago. I was trying to collaborate with another uh, woman entrepreneur in our area. And we were trying to see if we could collaborate our two businesses together to create an event. And so as we were creating the event, uh, I decided to create a couple terms to make sure it fit for both of us. So I wanted there to be a certain number of people that attended to make it worth our time and our effort. And the other lady did not want to do that. She was very, very upset with me. And so when the terms were not met and we didn't have the numbers that I thought, you know, would have made a successful event, I decided to cancel. And she was livid. And she challenged my business ethics. She basically, you know, challenged what kind of person I am as a woman, as a business owner. And I was hurt because I work really, really hard to be honest and upfront and ethically moral in my business. And so when somebody challenges that, I got hurt. And when I get hurt, I get defensive. And when I get defensive, I get ruthless because I'm hurt. And it's easier to make somebody else hurt instead of feeling the pain myself. And so listen here, I am not advocating for how I responded and how I acted because I clearly acted very wrong in my response. Um, I could have picked up the phone. I could have had an adult conversation. But instead, I decided to call my girlfriends and complain to them about what kind of lady this person was and who was she to judge me. And I'm looking at my girlfriends for validation, right? That's what we do. When, instead of going to the source or instead of going to the problem, we go to everybody else. And my one girlfriend said, wow, this is really hitting a nerve with you. Why do you think this is hurting you so deeply? And as any good girlfriend would do, you know, she asked me the hard questions. And in the moment, I didn't have an answer because I was just angry. I'm just, well, because, because she was mean to me, right? And so if she's mean to me, then I'm going to be mean to her back. And I'm going to talk badly about her to all of you people, meaning my friends, not you listeners. And, but I had that moment where I had to pause and realize why was this making me so upset? And again, I got to the, the conclusion it was because she challenged my ethics. And when I work really hard to create a morally sound and healthy work environment and somebody challenges that, I'm going to get defensive. And so here's the deal. Women can be cruel. I could have just stopped the conversation and said, you know, I'm just really upset with her and I'm angry, but I decided to take it a step further and start attacking her and her personality or her looks. And I just went off because I was so hurt. Here's the deal. The only person that hurt more was myself because now all of a sudden I am not creating a morally healthy environment. I am tearing down somebody who is just working hard for her business. Instead of celebrating two women trying to do amazing things in their business, we instead took the low end and started to 
you know, attack each other. Remember, women can be ruthless, but I'm here to tell you that women can also be the most amazing cheerleaders you can ever find. I will say that my best relationships are my girlfriends. And finding a good group of girlfriends to be with and to talk to is a special, special gift. Because when you can feel like you can be honest with somebody, you can be yourself, you don't have to pretend to be anything you're not, and know that you are loved and safe, that is a gift. And unfortunately, we don't have that relationship with many people where we can be completely and utterly honest with each other. And so finding that, if you can find that, oh my goodness, I want that for you more than anything. I want to go back to the comment that I said about women checking each other out, you know, when it comes to body perspective. You know, it's not a good feeling. I remember I had a patient one time, and she was invited to a mother-son dance at her son's school. And she did not want to go because she didn't feel comfortable in any of her clothes And she did not want to walk into that dance wearing something that was bigger than what she wanted to wear. And so the son was like, Mom, I don't care what you wear. Don't wear a dress then. Wear pants. Wear whatever you want that makes you feel comfortable. The only thing I want is for you to be there. And guess what? She didn't go. Her insecurities of how she looked her insecurities of how um, she was thinking other people would perceive her in her outfit were so intense and so overwhelming that she literally did not go to her son's mother's son dance. And my heart broke for her. And my heart broke for him. He just wanted a memory. And she couldn't do it because she was so scared. Guys, we can't do this anymore. We have to agree right now to stop checking each other out and celebrate our differences. If you are constantly feeling inferior or you're constantly feeling self-conscious, then you need to really be careful at what you're looking at. One of the best pieces of advice that I ever got was from a friend when she, we were having a conversation about social media and she's like, oh, I just unfollow people. I find that if they're not building me up or if I'm not feeling good about myself after I look at their feed, I just unfollow them. I'm like, really? You can do that? She's like, yeah, they don't know. She's like, but ultimately at the end of the day, I have to protect myself. And if looking at other people's social media feeds is making me feel worse about myself, I can't do that. And guys, I did it. And it was wonderful. I was finding that I would look at social media and I was looking at the things that I wanted to look at and things that built me up and helped me feel confident in the choices I was making instead of always second guessing myself, instead of always doubting myself, instead of always questioning myself. Oh my goodness, this is a gift. And so right now, I want you to unfollow anybody that's not making you feel good. Whether that's other women, whether that's diet programs, whether that's food programs, whatever you put on your feed. And guys, let me share with you. I used to have all sorts of different health professionals on my social media feeds, uh, different dietitians, different 
dieting groups, different food, um, food, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? <laughs> Just different food companies, all these things about healthy eating on my social media. And I would notice that after I would look at them, I would feel worse about myself. Or why don't I look like that person? And then I would extrapolate that to mean, well, if I don't look that way, then why would anybody want to listen to me as a professional? And why would anybody want to be friends with me? And why would my husband want to be with me? Like it took me to a very, very dark place very, very quickly. And the minute that I unfollowed all those people, it was, it was a huge weight lifted off my shoulder. And I used to tell myself, you need to have all these health professionals and these weight loss socials on your feed so you know what other companies are doing so you can stay on top of things and you can be competitive. It wasn't making me competitive at all. I was so busy looking at their stuff or I was so busy feeling bad about the lack of things I was doing that it actually paralyzed my progress. It was the opposite of what I wanted it to do. Instead of being inspiring, it actually made me feel worse. And so here is your, here's your execution step. Step one, unfollow people. Or get off of social media altogether, which I know is hard. Um, and I tell myself, I need to be on it for my business, but I am on it less and less. And I'll tell you, my mind has never been working so clearly when I don't have that cluttering my mind and the space I do have available to hold for that. I recently was reading a book called Imperfect Courage by Jessica Honiger. If you have never read this book, you absolutely must go get this book. It is beautifully written and it's a beautiful story. And I wrote down two things that she talked about in the middle of the book. She said, you know, it is so important for us, instead of comparing ourselves with each other, we need to collaborate with each other. And she's absolutely right. Comparison, it's not only unhelpful, it's downright destructive. Again, if you're so busy looking to the left and the right of you at what everybody else is doing, you're not looking at your own path and it's actually slowing you down. This happens all the time with dieting, right? You're on your path, you're doing your thing, you're eating healthy. And then all of a sudden the person on your left is like, hey, I'm doing keto. And you turn your head to the left to see, well, what's keto? What are you doing with that? And instead of walking straight on your path, now you're stopped because you're looking at the keto person. And now you've lost ground. And now you've lost some motivation because you're checking this out instead. And then you decide, okay, nope, that's not for me. And you start walking again. And then this person on your right is like, hey, I'm doing Weight Watchers. And you're like, ooh, what are you doing with Weight Watchers? And you get tripped up in researching and planning and organizing and figuring out everything out about Weight Watchers that you forget that you were on your own journey and you lose valuable time. You spend so much time looking around at everybody else that you forget that you are on this beautiful journey for you and you alone. And so we need to stop the comparison game. Comparison thinking is just a fast way to a slow death. I cannot even use those. Those words are not my own. Those are Jessica Honiger's words. Comparison thinking is just a fast way to a slow death. It makes us feel less than. It does not make us feel more. And when we feel less than, we are not courageous. 
When we feel less than, we are not operating in our zone of genius. We feel small. We feel self-conscious. And we don't put ourselves out there. And when we don't put ourselves out there, we are not living the life we are called to. Another thing that Jessica says in her book is we need to empathize instead of judge. When we create a she versus me environment, we end up judging instead of empathizing. And how often is that true? Remember when I talked about in the beginning, we cannot operate from a scarcity mindset. Just because another woman or a friend or an acquaintance or a coworker has a victory, that does not equal our defeat. That is a scarcity mindset and it will keep you operating small. There is more than enough for everyone. Just because your sister has success with weight loss doesn't mean now that you won't. It doesn't work that way. We have to work from a mindset of abundance versus scarcity. Just because somebody reaches their health goal doesn't mean that we can't. When you, when you, sorry, when you operate from judgment, you can no longer exude compassion. And we need compassion for one another. We need to rally behind one another. Women can be fierce. We can be ruthless, but we can also be fierce and we can accomplish amazing things but we need to come from a good place. And that starts in our heads. It starts with our inner voice. And so I told you today, I'm going to give you the practical tools. Number one, you're going to unfollow people that don't build you up. And number two, you're going to recognize when your mind is coming from a place of judgment instead of empathy. And so when you find yourself comparing yourself to somebody else or making a rash judgment about another woman, you need to shut it down. Even if you don't vocalize it, you need to shut it down and you need to tell yourself that this is not acceptable and this is not how I choose to live. When we feel judged, we put up walls around ourselves and we put up walls around others and we cannot live in a form of collaboration when there are walls all around Every single one of us at our core, we want to be seen. We want to feel accepted. We want to feel loved. Who can do that better than women? That is our gift. And we need to use it to build each other up instead of tear each other down. All right, guys. Let me give you a recipe because that was a little bit deeper than some of our other conversations. I'm actually going to share with you a recipe from my book, and it is a chicken dumpling soup. And I like to make this recipe whenever a friend has a baby or whenever somebody moves into a new house, just because it is a, typically a family favorite, um, not only my family, but the families that I've made it for. It's a comfort dish. It makes us feel good. I remember I was listening to a workshop by Brené Brown uh, maybe a, a couple years ago, and she was talking about, as women, we just need to show up. We just need to show up for each other. And I like to add, we need to show up with a casserole. 
because when we feed each other well and we show up for each other, we know that we are loved. And so here is the recipe for my chicken dumpling soup. You are going to need two tablespoons of olive oil, three leeks, five stalks of celery, and you're gonna thinly slice them, two large carrots thinly sliced, one bay leaf, salt and pepper to taste, one to two cloves of garlic minced, one 32 ounce container of low sodium chicken broth, two cups of milk, one pound of chicken tenders cut into bite-sized pieces, two packages of gnocchi, and one cup of chopped flat leaf parsley. Now, if you've never used leeks before, do not be intimidated. These are just overgrown scallions on steroids. Um, but when you're cutting up a leek, you want to cut all of the dark green leaf part off. It's a lot of waste when you look at it. And you're only going to use the white and the very light green portion of the leek. You're going to cut the leek in half lengthwise, and then you're going to make sure you wash it out really well because sometimes there can dirt can uh, accumulate in some of the spaces. So I always cut it in half lengthwise and then I run it under some cold water just to make sure it's clean. And then once uh, everything is clean, then I will go ahead and thinly slice it across. Um, so it's cut much like the celery. And then what you're going to do is in a large soup pot, or you can use a Dutch oven, you're going to heat the olive oil over medium heat. You're going to add your leeks, your celery, your carrot, your bay leaf, and the salt and pepper, and you're basically just gonna saute those vegetables until they're soft, about 10 minutes or so. And then you're gonna add your garlic and you're gonna cook for a minute longer until it becomes fragrant. And basically what that means is until you can start smelling garlic. Next, you're gonna add the chicken broth and you're gonna bring it to a boil. You're gonna stir in the milk, you're gonna lower the heat, and then you're gonna cook until the soup begins to simmer at the edges. So you're just gonna wait till you get see those bubbles form around the edge of your pot. And then finally, you're gonna add your chicken and your gnocchi, and you're gonna cook until the chicken is cooked through. So about seven minutes or so. And guys, this is amazing. It is just comfort food at its best, and I promise you that it will become one of your favorites too. All right, guys, I hope you have an amazing week. I hope you're doing well, and I cannot wait to see you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricspa.com. Or you can find us on socials. We're on Instagram at Bodymetrics Health or on Facebook at Bodymetrics Health and Wellness Services. The book, Nourish, Eat, Repeat, is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you next week.